In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Now the tax collectors and sinners were all drawing near to hear him. And the Pharisees and the scribes grumbled, saying, This man receives sinners and eats with them. The parables of the lost in Luke 15, the lost sheep, the lost coin, and the lost son are perhaps one of the most well-known set of parables uh, known to Christians. They are some of the most well-known, but in recent times they have been used in a rather odd fashion. And you will know what I mean here uh, immediately. When Christians speak of the lost, they are almost always referring to those outside the church. The phrase is used especially when talking about mission and evangelism. The church, it is said, is to seek the lost. To be missional is to focus our efforts beyond the walls of our church, beyond the people here gathered, and toward reaching the lost. Rather than preach to the choir, our concern should not be just with the 99, the found, a church that is faithful to its mission, must foster a zeal for the lost, that our hearts would feel a burden for the lost. Now first, I certainly agree with the view that Christians need to lift their gaze to those who are hurting, to those who need to hear the gospel. Too often the church gets stuck looking inward, directing all its efforts toward the self-sufficiency of its own community rather than seeing and living outward. We are called into a sacrificial, self-emptying existence, looking always to those who are in need, always to those who are suffering, always to those who are lost. It's just that we tend to draw this line between lost and found in a strange and, I would argue, dangerous place. Perhaps this will be clear if we reflect for a moment on why Jesus is telling these parables. These parables are the answer to the grumbling of the Pharisees and the scribes who are offended that Jesus receives sinners and eats with them. And so the lost in the parable, the lost sheep, the lost coin, and the lost son are clearly these people who are drawing near to hear Jesus, these tax collectors and sinners whose repentance brings joy to the heavenly places. And who are the 99? Who are those that Jesus leaves behind? Well, it says that they are the righteous persons who need no repentance. They are the Pharisees and the scribes, of course, these that grumble against Jesus' association with the lost. These parables are set to condemn them, to shame them, to make their grumbling stick in their throats. Now, think about this. The line between the lost sheep and the 99, the lost coin, and the other nine is not between Christians and non-Christians, between churched 
and unchurched. Unless, of course, we are to conceive of all of our members as Pharisees and scribes who think they need no repentance. Uh, by the way, I wouldn't suggest that. The line is set between those who draw near to hear Jesus, who repent, who need Jesus, those with whom Jesus chooses to have fellowship, and those who have no need of Jesus, have no need to repent, and are secure in their own righteousness. And so, we make a grave error when we speak as if the line simply divides members from non-members. It is a strange ecclesiology, perhaps a profoundly arrogant one, that asserts that we can know who is in and who is out of the church, that we can identify who are lost and who are found. In fact, Jesus continually challenges any attempt to label and to categorize people for the sake of governing our attitude toward them. So when the lawyer earlier asks Jesus, who is my neighbor, Jesus wouldn't allow him to use that label on others and instead, through the parable of the Good Samaritan, answered, uh, you are. You are the neighbor. You go be the neighbor so that everyone is an object of your love. So it is here that we are not to draw a line and categorize us and them, churched and unchurched, in-reach and outreach. We are to repent and then to stand alongside the world, not over against it, and bear witness to this Jesus who has come only for sinners. That's right. He gives himself for all of us. Only then will the world be able to look at the church and begin to see in our midst this man who receives sinners and eats with them. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.